Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There are fantasy football apps, and then there's the only app worthy of your league. Get your crew on the Yahoo Fantasy app. If you're not playing on Yahoo, you are missing out, big cat. Hmm. Let's hmm. talk about who my fantasy teams. Hmm. Who you got I'm this not, year? I, uh, prop bets. Most regular season <laughs> rushing yards. I'm Most never going to talk about my fantasy team in any setting ever again in my entire life. You're not going to get me again. Yes, most regular season rushing yards. The odds as set by the Points Bet Sportsbook. Uh, look, everybody thinks Derrick Henry's going to have 2,000 yards again. Nobody's ever done 2,000 yards back-to-back. He could lead the league in rushing yards again, but I'm not getting anywhere close to 2,000 for this guy. Who do you like on that list that we have of the potential leaders in rushing yards? I would take a shot at uh, Christian McCaffrey or Saquon yes, Barkley. Yep, yes. two guys that everyone kind of has forgotten about. Uh, I don't think forgotten about is the right word. It should be more that they obviously last year were injured, so this year they come back and they'll fresh legs. And yeah, I like those two. Christian McCaffrey is going to be determined to have a huge year. Now, look, he could get injured again, but uh, last year he had that bad ankle injury early in the season. The one guy that got a big contract last year that really didn't earn it, Joe Mixon kind of didn't earn it either because he was banged up. The other guys, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook, earned their money. And McCaffrey's the highest paid. I think he's going to be determined. And with Sam Darnold there, the defense is improving. The weapons are there in the passing game. I think McCaffrey could have a big year. I like that 10-1. to I I think that could be a steal. Uh, Most regular season receiving yards. Let's see the odds that have been crafted by the folks at the points bet. Sportsbook. Last year, Stephon Diggs led the league in receiving yards. Who do you like on that list? And there went that list, but maybe it'll there come back. There went that list. Um, I'm going to go off the top of my head. Oh, here we go. Okay. Ooh, I think Devontae Adams is worth a shot there. Devontae Adams, you said, you know, Aaron Rodgers is very determined to have prove everyone wrong yet again. They won't have a lot of tough games in division, at least. I think he would probably be a good look in terms of uh, this list. 
I would go Justin Jefferson if Kirk Cousins were vaccinated. That's one of the practical impacts of worrying about which games Kirk Cousins is going to miss and what impact it will have on Justin Jefferson. But Jefferson was great last year, 1,400 yards. It doesn't help that Irv Smith is out for the year or at least on IR indefinitely for the Vikings with a knee injury. But uh, Jefferson, I think, is going to be great this year. I just don't know that he can get to the top of the mountain. How about Calvin Ridley without Julio Jones in Atlanta? I know Kyle Pitts is going to get his looks, big cap. But, uh, you know, with Arthur Smith, first offensive coordinator that – Matt Ryan's ever had as a head coach, and we're, we we just kind of disregard the Falcons. I think Ridley could have a big year. Well, we disregard the Falcons because they're going to be pretty bad. Um, I yeah, sure. In garbage time, why not? Right. Well, I, with with Julio not there, more opportunities for Calvin Ridley to be the guy. Of course, more opportunities to be double covered. Let's look at the last undefeated team remaining. Again, the odds come from our friends at the Points Bet. Sportsbook, San Francisco at plus 600, tied with Tampa Bay. And then you've got Baltimore, Buffalo, and Kansas City at plus 800. Who do you like from those folks or off the board? I, You know, this is obviously all based on schedule, so I'm, I'm looking real quick on Kansas City's schedule. I assume that uh, San Francisco's schedule is very easy. Is that why, like, at least to start the assume. season? I um, I'd, take, I'd take the Chiefs, though, right? I think that... The Chiefs are going to be – you lose the Super Bowl, but they don't they, – they redid their entire offensive line. They're – you know, here we go. Okay, thank you so much. Um, at Ravens, the Chiefs kind of own the Ravens. That is a tough schedule, though. That's a tough schedule, so maybe the Chiefs are a bad pick. Um, the Chiefs are the Ravens' kryptonite. That's what Lamar Jackson has said. It's kind of hard to hard for Superman to beat the kryptonite. I like the Packers. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Now, they have to go to San Francisco week three for Sunday night football. But this Saints game gets a lot easier now that it's not going to be played in New Orleans and they're going to Jacksonville. And the Saints organization actually thinks they're going to keep cheeseheads out. Uh, yeah, the Steelers coming to Green Bay. Look, the Steelers aren't what they were last year. I, I, they get past the 49ers and the Bengals. They could last for a while, maybe in, until week well, week nine when they go to Kansas City. Yeah, it looks like yeah, week eight, nine, where they go to, to back-to-back Cardinals, Chiefs, and then Seahawks coming to Lambeau. Uh, yeah, that's actually... I mean, I, I'm not rooting for it, but yeah, if, if they end up, maybe that's one of those ones you hedge emotionally because we're NFC North fans, not Packer fans, and uh, we hope that they lose right away, and if they don't, we at least make some money. I, I like the 11-1 to also for the Packers, and hey, Aaron Rodgers, he viewed last year as his final year with the Packers. He's going to view this year as his final year, even if he doesn't say so. He's going to be motivated to be as good as he can be, and the team for it to be as good as it can be. Maybe he'll be the MVP again. Let's look at the points bet odds there. Obviously, last year it was Aaron Rodgers. This year, the favorite going in, Patrick Mahomes at plus 450. There's Josh Allen at 8-1, to Aaron Rodgers 10-1, to Tommy, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. I don't know about Dak Prescott. He's got to prove to me he's healthy first. Who do you like on that list other than Prescott? Was that a Tommy? Did you throw a Tommy out there? Yeah, Tommy. Um, Hashtag Tommy. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I the the yes. narrative behind an MVP is very important. Josh Allen had an incredible year last year. He took that big leap forward, and if he takes another step forward, and the Bills are going to be a great story if they're good again, I think he wins the MVP. The best evidence of someone who doesn't watch football is if they say it was a fluke last year for Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it yes. wasn't. It, it, it wasn't. wasn't. 
It wasn't a fluke. It was him in year three of his career ascending to a level where they've built the offense around him. The offense runs through him, and we got the confirmation. I know it's just the preseason, but there is something that you can sense palpably in the Josh Allen game. He's got a level of confidence that borders on swagger. It's very Mahomesian. He's hey, hey, would it be better if you know one or two of his receivers were vaccinated other than Stephon Diggs? Yes, but uh, uh, it, it's it, they'll be fine. They'll be better than fine. And I agree with you. Allen is going to be in the MVP race. However, at the end of the day, MVP goes to typically unless somebody has a record-setting year, quarterback from one of the top seeds in either conference. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Josh there. Um, I do think that Russell Wilson, like he had his shot. It kind of fell apart last year in the second half, but he had what I was just talking about, the narrative, where you can get a narrative that propels you. It's essentially when you're trying to figure out who wins the MVP. It's not always the best player. It's not always the most important player. It's a guy who has the best season that also is complemented by the best storyline. Because if you have a narrative, you can get away with one or two clunkers. If you don't have the narrative and everything behind you, you kind of have to be perfect the whole time and have everyone else fall by the wayside. Russell Wilson, we saw it. You, you heard it on basically every telecast for the first eight weeks. The fact that everyone was saying he's never gotten an MVP vote. He's never gotten an MVP vote. If he had kept that level of play, he would have won it. He didn't keep that level of play, so it all kind of fell apart. But I think you're making a good point. If you have the narrative, you can get away with a bad game or two. It takes more if you have the narrative to fall off. If you don't have the narrative, one bad game and 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 yeah, you're gone. it's over. Um, right. But 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 really, it's it it all culminates in who gets those one seeds. Especially now that there's no buy for the two seed, the quarterback from either the AFC or NFC top seed. Those are the two guys who have the inside track. And unless somebody had 2,000 yards rushing like Adrian Peterson back in 2012 or some huge statistical season that overcomes not being on the the top-seeded teams, it's going to go to the quarterback of the top-seeded team, just like last year. Packers, the one seed in the NFC, and Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. All right, Super Bowl champion, last one. The odds, courtesy of points bet, there are the Kansas City Chiefs at six to or five to one and the Buccaneers at six to one. Who do you like? It's impossible to figure these out. Um, I you know you're looking for value. I would say the Bills. The Bills would be the value play there, uh, where you're getting double of the Chiefs in the in the um, Bucks. I just don't they're they're the team that's that I think will give the Chiefs the best chance in the AFC and then I guess in the NFC maybe the Niners because the Niners are are definitely in that category of teams that were forgotten they got snake bitten last year they had a ton of injuries Kyle Shanahan is still an incredible coach that one just comes down to I I I don't think that they win the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo I think it's got to be Trey Lance so can Trey Lance you know get up to speed as fast as possible here I I the problem I have with the 49ers and really the Packers and any other team in the NFC, the the Buccaneers have brought back everyone. And they're not yeah. going to get complacent because Tom Brady is going to keep that from happening. I, I could see the Buccaneers getting back to the Super Bowl but losing this year to whatever the best team is out of the AFC because there's so many good teams in the AFC. Iron sharpens iron. Whoever wins that conference is going to be ready to go toe-to-toe with the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good point. I, I mean, the Bucks are going to be very, very good. And we remember last year, there was that period of time where it was they were trying to figure it out. I mean, the Bears beat them on that Thursday night football game. So 
It, it, they were trying to figure it out. It, it got hot at the end of the season. I think the, the real turn was that uh, Lions game when the Lions obviously weren't good last year. But remember Tom Brady put up like five touchdowns in the first half or whatever it was. It was something stupid. And it kind of all clicked for them and they were just off and running from that point forward. So they don't have to do that this year. They can just be good all year. They might not have to go to Lambeau like they did last year. So, and yeah, I, I think you make a good point. The Bucks are going to be very, very hard to beat in the NFC. They had that late bye after they lost in Week 12 at home to the Chiefs, down 17-0, tried to will their way back into it. They were 7-5, eight straight wins coming out of that Week 13 bye week, and uh, off they go, and we'll find out in six days whether or not they can continue winning games and run that overall streak to nine. Let's take a break. Could boxing be Tim Tebow's next sport? I can't believe I just read that. We'll tell you who's trying to get him in the ring right after this. Jake Paul wants a piece of Tim Tebow. I think it's time for you to get into boxing. Now, that doesn't mean he wants to fight him. Maybe he wants to manage him. Maybe he wants to to make him part of the Jake Paul, Logan Paul experience. I don't know, but... uh, uh, you know this whole. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I know you worked the fight last week. The the celebrities becoming boxers. I, I was never big into boxing. I, I enjoyed it back in the seventies when there were a lot of big personalities. I guess if boxing isn't going to generate big personalities anymore, you got to find big personalities elsewhere and make them into boxers. Yeah, and uh, you know there's a lot of people who don't like the Paul brothers and they don't like that they're getting into boxing. From my perspective, if you have the ability to sell 16,000 tickets and sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of pay-per-views, you at least deserve respect and uh, you know, at most you deserve people to say, "Hey, they're taking this for real" because they are. They're respecting boxing. I know that people will say, "Oh, it's not respecting box- boxing when YouTubers are boxing." Boxing, like Muhammad Ali is the greatest of all time. He sold fights. He sold fights with his with his mouth. He sold fights with his actions. Like Conor McGregor does the same. That's what kind of makes boxing fun. That they, like the ability to sell fights, the ability to get people to care. They're really really good at that. The boxing quality, maybe not so, but they deserve respect in my mind. Well, I think back to the days when I actually did pay attention to boxing. It was Muhammad Ali. It was Sugar Ray Leonard. It was Roberto Duran who had his own style. There were just these personalities, and you don't sense that since Mike Tyson really in boxing. So bring in the personalities from elsewhere. Bring in Tim Tebow and put him in a boxing ring and see what he can do. Although if he boxes the way he blocks, I don't think boxing is going to be the answer for Tim Tebow. The NFL player I want to see in a boxing ring is who, Big Cat? Mine is Big Ben. I would love to see Big Ben in a heavyweight fight. <laughs> the injuries that he would come out with, you know, whether real or fake, uh, would be incredible. Big Ben in a heavyweight fight. I think maybe he would just keep his T-shirt on, like uh, we we do. We have Rough and Rowdy, which is you know from West Virginia. We have a boxing league at Barstool, and uh, some guys decide to keep their shirt on when they're in the ring. I I would have been one of those guys if I ever went in there. Uh, maybe Big Ben would be one of those guys. I'd like to see him box. Yeah, he would be yelling, throw the damn towel very, very early in the fight, I think, uh, assuming that they were actual injuries, not embellished. I want to see Aaron Donald in a boxing ring. 
I think he would be unstoppable. Just the physical force that he is. And, and he is an imposing figure when you're around him. But it still doesn't do justice to the explosiveness that he has. And I'd want to yeah. see him with those gloves on just go after somebody relentlessly because they, they wouldn't get a chance to even get their gloves up. And Aaron Donald would be all over him and that would be it. I like it. That was actually my other pick. I, I It was Big Ben and Aaron Donald, so we agree there. I had Miles Garrett on my list as well. Just uh, I, He's another one that uh, physically imposing, and we know that he's got a ton of skill to be able to get around offensive linemen on a regular basis. All right, here is Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Washington football team starting quarterback, talking about the beer that he intends to keep all year long. But I just saw the picture of Dustin Johnson today. I saw the picture of Travis Kelsey. I don't think I can ever shave again. I really... <laughs> I don't, I don't think it can ever come off. All right, best beard in all of sports as we continue this round of fill in the blank. Big Cat, who do you have? By the way, he is going to shave his beard if he starts and wins a playoff game for the Washington football team. When we went, to, uh, when we went down to D.C., my, my co-host, PFT commenter and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, made a bet that if, they, if he wins a game starting as a quarterback in the playoffs – PFT will get a haircut, and Fitzpatrick will shave his beard. So it could happen. I think I'm more excited to see the haircut. I, I Because I already think that PFT Commoner and Ed Sheeran are the same person. Uh, if he gets a haircut, it will be even harder to distinguish himself from Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, best beard in all sports is easy. It's James Harden. Because James Harden is exactly what we're talking about with Ryan Fitzpatrick. James Harden can never shave. I've seen James Harden when he was a rookie. He didn't have a beard. He's a different guy. He's literally known as the Beard. I don't. I don't know if you know who James Harden is, Mike. But I know he's the Harden Beard. Is. Okay. James Harden is the guy who pretended to be fat so he would get traded. There it is. There it is. Look at that. Different guy. Different yes, guy. There's absolutely. some people. There's some people who just they they need facial hair, and he is one of those guys. Hey, my, my son has had a beard since he was 15. I think he shaved it off one time, and it was like, who is this person that broke into my house? So uh, sometimes the beard just becomes part of who you are. i got to go back to Kyle Orton, one of your former quarterbacks in Chicago, yes. just because if we're going to go best beard, we got to go neck beard. I thought about Andrew Locke, but if we're going to go neck beard, we're going all in Kyle Orton the, with, with more hair on the neck than he was able to grow on the face, that that one doesn't really. I, I, there's some pictures that are floating around out there where the beard is copious on the neck. I love it, Kyle Orton. What a legend, an absolute legend. Remember when he uh, decided to retire the week 17, the Bills. He he got to his locker. I think the reporters were going to ask him questions, and he said, "I got to go grab my wallet real quick. I'll be back." And he just never came back. <laughs> That was it. That is the best way to do it. The ultimate Irish goodbye, NFL style. All right. Uh, Seattle just signed a Baylor basketball player to the practice squad. If I could pick one NBA player to play in the NFL, it would be who or whom? This, this one is so easy for me, and I know most people will say LeBron James, but Zion Williamson would be incredible to see in the NFL. I don't. I mean, I don't know where you can put him. You could put him defensive end, maybe if he gains some weight. Uh, you know, maybe maybe tight end. He would be such a force. You want to talk about quickness? You want to talk about power? He's got all of that, and uh, I think he would actually be an NFL starter. That's how athletic, crazy athletic he is. 
I mean, I've got to say LeBron James just because that's been the narrative for years right. now. And at this point, he's too old to even think about it. But it's been LeBron James, Usain Bolt, the two non-football players that we've been smitten with the idea of them playing football. All time, though, I'm going to go way back to the days when you were in diapers and say, give me Carl Malone. Because Carl Ooh. Malone was the first basketball player who was like big and ripped back in the eighties and seventies? They oh, you can't lift weights. You're going to lose your flexibility. You're going to lose your stamina. And now they're all kind of jacked. Carl Malone was the first one that was like, oh my god, that guy's a basketball player. He should be playing football. Uh, Charles Barkley then would be on my list. And then how about Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson was a, a good high school great quarterback. Uh, football quarterback. Great quarterback. Yeah, yes. he would be a lot of fun to watch. All right, the story of Bishop Sycamore High School has dominated the news this week. The most bizarre sports story of my lifetime is what, Big Cat? So there's a lot to pick from, obviously. I was thinking, like, the Manti Teo story was obviously weird. Uh, the Malice and Palace was more, like, crazy than weird. Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan is definitely yes. up there. But I think number one for me is that Mike Tyson bit another man's ear off. And uh, I still can't believe it to this day. Literally bit Evander Holyfield's ear, took a chunk of ear off. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy that that happened. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know if we'll ever get something quite like that ever again. And, and you know, that, that's a great one because it dominated the discussion for weeks afterward. The same thing with Tanya Hart and Nancy Kerrigan, although it didn't really happen in competition. This did. So, yes, is and, and the Kerrigan-Harding thing, it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks, too. But it wasn't in an event. This was in an event. That's a good one. I'm going to go way back. This was before you were even born. And you may not even be familiar with the story of Rosie Ruiz. Maybe you are. I don't know. Now that you have two kids, you, you can't process all these things. How about the, the best way to win a marathon is to just not run the whole marathon. Boston Marathon 1980. She just jumps in. She jumps uh, yes. in and nobody noticed. And she won. <laughs> yes, just, that's right. And I, and I forgot. That was awesome. What did she she did she get in a cab or did I make that part up? Maybe I'm thinking of a Seinfeld episode. I do yeah, I, I maybe, vaguely it know. Jean-Paul Jean-Paul you're thinking of. But yeah. yeah, she just she just jumped in and finished the race. And I don't know when they figured it out. This was 1980, the days before cell phones and digital cameras. I don't know how they figured it out, but she, she That's at incredible. least for a short period of time, won the Boston Marathon. You All know right, what? Let's go ahead and take a break. That feeling never. That feeling that she had when she won. That's <laughs> never. That never goes away. You have that forever. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They can. They can, And and you know what? What's sad about it is the person who did rightfully win never got to have that moment. That that's yep. the the only downside of that. All right. Last weekend without real NFL football, we're going to discuss the best parts of getting football back when PFT Live continues right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Tennessee Titans are in town. Coached by Mike Vrabel, who played with Tom Brady for eight seasons. Mike's kind of an ass if you get to know him. He went to Ohio State. You know, obviously I don't like him. It'll buy you another day. Go as hard as you can. It'll buy you another day. Don't blame Earn a right to be here. There's a, a healthy competition between us, obviously, even though he's kind of fat and out of shape now. You know, physically, he's really declined to a pretty sad state. I know you guys are moving forward, but it's good to see another defense carry Brady to another Super Bowl. Ah. Oh, that's great line. Great line by Mike Vrabel. I love that back and forth. Vrabel and Brady, of, of course, very close friends. And uh, the Buccaneers back on Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys to start the season. Today's draft, best things about the NFL season returning. Also, college football has returned. Big Cat, I've got a trivia question for you that, that has uh, a direct connection mm. to your Wisconsin Badgers. In 1973, Assistant Attorney General Howard Koop suggested that Bucky Badger be replaced with what animal? Oh, I don't know. That's crazy. What is this? That's that, I mean, that's funny that they tried to, to replace Bucky Badger, one of the best. You're not just going to pick an animal? Forget, uh, they already okay, music. Uh, a musky, a musky, a musky. No. No, oh, twice, a cow. A cow. A cow, all right. That would be so terrible. God. Imagine if you, right. <laughs> imagine if they were the cows. Uh, Th- the this, Badger, is, this is one of Bucky those. the Badger is one of the best mascot looking mascots out there, and I know I'm biased. What? Yeah, I, show them, show them. They'll, they'll find him. They'll show him. He's a Bucky good Badger? looking guy. We're, we're, I'm sure we have Bucky Badger on the way to break. They'll have it. All they'll right. have it ready to go before we go to break. All right, I get the first pick. You, you're getting ready to take a pick. The idea is you got to get the trivia question right. This is one of those days where it, it doesn't matter who goes first because you're going to have these crazy off the wall but entertaining options. For me, this is real. The best thing about football being back, especially this year, is fans in the stands. And I know that there are still issues with the pandemic, and I want people to make good decisions, get vaccinated, be smart. But what a difference to watch a football game and actually see people there. It is a great, great feeling, and it just creates a sense. I know we still have a long way to go to get back to true normalcy, but what a sign that is to see people enjoying football games in person. All right, good pick. I thought it was going to be fantasy football. Good pick. Actually, you know what? That'll be my yes. first pick. Fantasy football. <laughs> you jerk. I can't wait. I can't wait to play some fantasy football. I All cannot right. wait, you, Mike. You're not going to elaborate? So That's it? No, it That's is the it. greatest thing ever. You want to talk about our teams real quick? I'm down to talk about our no, teams. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm, not. I'm never, ever, ever again. All right, next one for me. That feeling in your... Somewhere, as Dennis Leary would say, in the cockles of your heart, something that just stirs in you as you're getting ready to watch a big game, mm-hmm. that anticipation, that excitement, mm-hmm. that, 
that intangible feel where you check the clock all day long. Oh, five hours to kick off, four hours to kick off, big game coming up. That feeling of excitement that you know it's going to be a big game and when it delivers, because so many times it doesn't. But when you're expecting a, a great game and you get a great game, that, that entire anticipation, that's one of the great things about football season being back. Yep. Good pick. It's um, There's nothing quite like it waking up on the day of a big game and just having that extra pep in your step. I, it just it just feels everything's just focused on that night and, and kickoff. It, it is a great feeling. All right, I'll go um, witching hour, the best. The witching hour on a Sunday afternoon when everything turns. I actually, it is going to sound very counterintuitive, but if I have 10 bets going into the witching hour, I hope I'm losing all of them going into the witching hour because everything flips. If you think you're good, if you think you're safe, everything's going out the window. Things change, Games change all at once. That like 3 o'clock to 4.30 on the East Coast, there's nothing better. Yeah, and some some weeks, and this is what makes it even better. You wait for it, and it doesn't happen. And that, but you're you're the whole time you're waiting for it to happen. So the suspense is there, even if it doesn't happen. My last one is one that I stole from your Twitter feed last night, as it relates to the targeting call in the Ohio State Minnesota game, arguing about calls. Who mm-hmm. cares who's right or wrong? Just mm-hmm. the mere fact. That we are arguing, that Wait. we are tweeting, that we are shouting. I'm stealing it from you. Hey, man, you no, get the first pick next time. What? No, no, no. You're not stealing from me. It's just interesting because it's a complete pander and fraud pick because you're the man who created the instant replay of pass interference. <laughs> did not. You, we I had this exact... We had this exact discussion two years ago. I said to you, I said to you, Mike Florio, when you make instant replay for pass interference, you are robbing America of small talk at the water cooler the next day because that's what it's about. The way to get through work is to sit there and be like, I thought it went this way. I thought it was this way. You have robbed us. No, no, time out. That was mission accomplished then because it, it, it was a mess. So you still had something to talk about mess. the water cooler it the next day. It wasn't a fun mess. It wasn't a fun mess. It was terrible. It was ruined everything. You want robot right. Ru- umps. Um, all right, my last one is just handicapping the entire Sunday slate. Uh, this is a little different than what you're saying about the big game feel, but getting ready to put in all your bets on a Sunday morning, looking at the whole board, nothing better. Nothing, nothing Do you better. bet on every game? Responsibly, of course. But, but every game. Uh, maybe not every game. Yeah, probably about every game. Because I'll get like a gut feel for three or four every week. And, you know, I, I, I stayed above water last year with my, hey, these are the ones that I really think are, you know, are the ones you should do. There are so many where I just can't get a feel and I just wouldn't, I wouldn't touch them. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. All right. 1-800-GAMBLER well, if you have a problem. It's responsible gambling, folks. Football is fun. And Bucky is not. We're going to go to break, and here's here's Bucky. Oh, look at him. He is gorgeous. Mike, if you weren't married, I, I think you'd have eyes for Bucky Badger right now. I would not know. Now, look, here's my basic, basic requirement for a mascot. Without his name being attached, I have to know what animal it is. I it's would have badger. no idea. I would say, what kind of dog is that? Why, why are its ears so short? Oh, my God. A dog?
Right. You probably walk up and try to pet skunks if that's the case. That that thing looks more like your dog Stella than it looks like <laughs> a badger. No, that's a badger. And he's a gorgeous, right. gorgeous mascot. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we will wrap up this Friday edition of PFT Live right after this. Five quarterbacks taken in the top 15 this year. We know Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones will start week one. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, we don't know. There's the comparison in the preseason between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Lance currently dealing with a chip in his finger that is trending in the right direction, according to the team. We talked about Fields a lot earlier, Big Cat. If it came down to it, if the prop bet's on the board, which is the next rookie quarterback to start between Fields and Lance, which guy would you take? All right, so I'm pulling up the 49ers schedule real quick because I think that does play a part in this, right? Like wh- how they go. So 49ers play the Eagles to open the season. Um, Lions then I, Eagles. Lions. Lions then Eagles. Sorry, Lions and Eagles. So I think he'll. I think they'll start Jimmy both those games because he'll be. They'll be able to win those games, and it's hard to set a guy who's two and zero. So maybe week four. I actually, Mike, I'm going to throw this out there. Um, there's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Matt Nagy benches Andy Dalton at halftime of week one. <laughs> I'm actually well, thinking hey. about it right now. If he's truly bad, which nice guy, he's a nice guy, but he might be really, really bad. He did it to Mitch Trubisky last year. He did it. Mitch Trubisky was 3-0. and had a bad and they first were winning. half in Atlanta. Well, no, no, and they no, weren't no, winning. No, no. They were losing that they game. Were bad. But they were 3-0. Yeah, and and they were 3-0. Yeah. and oh. That's right. Three Foles came in and won the game. Bad first half. Foles came in and won them the game. So I, I'm just saying. I think Justin Fields will probably see the field before Trey Lance, just because the the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo. It seems like their schedule is set up that he might start two and zero. You know, two and one, which it's harder to bench a guy when he's two and zero. That's different from starting a game, though. And and this is where I think Lance has the edge because I could see Jimmy Garoppolo trotting out his alternative Trey Lance package, I could see Kyle Shanahan doing that before I would see Dalton take a Wait. seat to start a game for Justin Fields. So I think but, that the chances of Lance starting, you have to throw in this factor, we know they're going to use Lance. All Shanahan has to do in one game is say, I'm going to use Lance the first play of the game, then technically he started the game. Oh, come on, whatever. That's how the get... bet would go. If it's on the board, start. Right. it's got to be start. But what it's I'm saying be the to you, first rep. What I'm saying to you is, I think Justin Fields. There's a chance that if Andy Dalton's really bad, he comes in the second half against the Rams, and then he starts Week Two, and then it's off and running. And now, Hall of Fame career. Uh, I'm going to be realistic. Four to five Super Bowls for Justin Fields. It's going to be okay. great. The the stupid hot take that you pointed out earlier not that you were advocating it you were deriding it the idea that you can't play Justin Fields against the Rams because he'll be running for his life from Aaron Donald well at least Fields can run for his life yes. from Aaron Donald's Andy Dalton's a sitting duck so that's all the yeah. more reason to to put Justin Fields out there do you think they're gonna have a package for Fields like the package we know that Kyle Shanahan's gonna have for Trey Lance maybe not week one uh, but yeah, I could see that. I could see them getting him in a game before they let him start. That that wouldn't be the worst idea. I'm I'm okay with that. I, I you know 
if if they're committed to this game or whatever we want to call it of propping up Andy Dalton, you can't let Justin Fields on the field. Because if he yeah. comes in and does something, then there's going to be a greater clamor. See, I think what you're going to be dealing with with the Bears this year, they're not going to be playing well, and the fans are going to be saying it's Dalton, and the team is going to be saying it's not Dalton's fault. It's something well, else. They're going, to, probably, they're going to prop him up as long as they can. It probably won't be all Dalton's fault. I mean, I don't think – I am not super high on the Bears overall this year. I just want to see Justin Fields play. I want to have something to root for, to, to feel – we talked about the big game emotion. When he starts playing, I'm gonna have it. It's gonna it's gonna feel great. And with all those other guys playing, even if Lance isn't starting, he's gonna be playing. It makes it harder to keep Fields on ice. That's it for today. Thanks for some of your time. Have a safe and enjoyable Labor Day weekend. We'll see you back on Tuesday. Big Cat. We'll see you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.